Hello, welcome to Question Block. Hi. Hi. This is Secret Lofts live podcast. I am Alex, Wires of NYC, although today dressed as Julius Caesar. And with me, my co-host. Aerialist. And I'm uh, I'm on a moped, apparently. I'm Cleopatra, the original cultural assim- assimilator. Mm-hmm. In honor of the Egyptians. Yeah. Ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt is our subject matter today. And ancient Egypt mythology and life. The day-to-day life of an ancient Egyptian. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, how do you want to go about this? Do you you want to talk about about the the archaeology and the facts, or do you want to talk about the mythology? Let's talk about the the archaeology, like, the facts, the ge- the geography more, I guess, facts. and the time period. Okay, so probably the yeah. So I have it. I have some. Yeah, I think there's three like key big picture things when you think about the Egyptians. Um, so the first is that ancient Egypt is in- an insanely long period of history. It's really long. Uh, everything else we've talked about on, on the podcast, when we talk about like the evolution of ballet, or we talk about like uh, you know, ancient Greece or like ancient Rome, those are all like at most 500 years. And ancient Egypt is 3000 years of history, right? So it's like six Americas worth of history. It is like three or four of, it's like four of like all of Western Europe, Western history, like fits into Egypt. It was like that stable. So that's the big takeaway. Number one, ancient Egypt is a super long time period. Um, and then takeaway number two is that it's incredibly stable as a civilization. So like Europe is like the history of Europe is constant wars. And like even the history of like Mesopotamia, which is close by, is like constant wars and overthrows and new sultans. And the Egyptians were like, with with the exception of like uh, not too many other people, mostly ruled by themselves, not like invaded too much. Uh, and then three, that's because of the geography, because everything about the culture uh, has to do with the Nile River. And they lived along the Nile River, which is this like very steady, regularly flooding river that's great for agriculture uh, that cuts through some really serious desert. So not too many people, not too many people could easily invade because you had to cross a desert that would kick your ass, basically. Yeah. And um just everything they were just like dependent on the Nile like 100% like they used it for everything they used it for, um they, but also like uh, they were agrarian mm-hmm. which means they grew lots of plants and stuff um and so cool factoid if you remember anything from this episode that you can say to other people is that agrarian means no agricultural um <laughs> with the length of the how long Egyptians were around was that Right. Cleopatra is closer to like the modern day than she was to the pyramids. I am. So everybody thinks of Cleopatra as this ancient Egyptian like queen or whatever. But like that's recent history compared to when the pyramids got built. They are so old. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's that's the big picture stuff. And now I'm not going to say a bunch of dates. We're going to try to give a. Ooh. What? uh, They did grow dates. Yes. So, so we can talk about dates like that in that respect. Okay. That was one of the things they grew. Yeah. A lot of carbs. A lot of stuff you'd find at the health food store, actually. Like the the health the health food store. 
Um, what do you? Candy, sorry, there's a fly. Oh, okay. I thought you were like trying Thanks. to tell me not to like talk about health food. Yeah, they grew like dates, uh, apples, all types of grain, and basically like kombucha. Like, so I did some research on this. Uh, there's one person who said, like, one scholar or something that was like, yeah, Egyptians just, like, subsided on beer instead of water. But I looked further into it, and it's actually, like, it's more like kombucha because the Nile was, it was toxic because they were, like, using it as their bathroom. So they, yeah, they were drinking kombucha all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, the Nile, it flooded you said this too, like it flooded regularly and that was, that just like determined their gardening seasons and stuff like that. Um, there were two, there were two parts of Egypt. There's upper Egypt and lower Egypt in, in the beginning, in the, in the dawn of Egyptian civilization. But actually it's like, we're, if you look at it on a map, it's like reversed. Um, but it's, it's talking about, the direction of the Nile, like it's in reference to the Nile, not in reference to like north and south. Fun yeah. fact. So the Nile flows from south to north. Yeah. Because it lets out in the Nile Delta and into the Mediterranean. Yeah. So Upper Egypt is further south on the map. Yeah. And actually, if you see, if you see um, paintings of, or I don't know, renderings of pharaohs from any time like right after the very dawn of egyptian civilization they often have like two crowns because that represents like the merging of upper egypt and lower egypt um before before those two parts merged there the i think the lower egypt had a purple crown and the upper egypt had like red crowns in depictions yeah so speaking of their day-to-day -day, they wore makeup You'll be a fan of this. They were not even ceremonially, cer both ceremonially, and they wore daily makeup. Apparently, yes! they had an orange kind of nail polish. This is like archaeologists take this stuff out because a very helpful thing the Egyptians did for archaeologists is they they looked right, hot. They built stone tombs <laughs> in the desert, which like preserve really well, and they they thought that the afterlife was base was basically a continuation of the current life so they would put all the stuff you might need for your afterlife in the tomb and then seal it up like inside rock in the Wait, middle of the desert Wait you're 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 hopping on my territory I'm just saying the stuff lasts a lot so archaeologists are like oh yeah there's a whole makeup kit here they must have like worn makeup Oh they really had a makeup kit Archaeologists could be like oh there's a hair dryer here I guess they like had hair dryers like not actually but uh that's like in part why we know so much about the Egyptians and we know very little about any other civilization that was 5,000 years ago. Oh, and also, I mean, we know a lot about civilizations that wrote, but they actually didn't write a ton and they what? well, maybe they did, but their libraries like burned many times. So yeah, we don't, and they didn't like to write a lot about death because they were afraid if they, like about people dying because they were afraid if they wrote stuff, it would come true. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't... They a, a lot of their stories are told by, like, Herodotus, and he was, like, a lying-ass mofo anyway, so we don't even know. 
we have to we have to listen but to even when he came around i mean he was a a greek historian so so when, lying when, he showed, when he showed up to write stuff down it was already three thousand years into like ancient egyptian history right so yeah you talked about the unification of the two kingdoms happens in 3150 bc so you know five thousand years ago yeah it's like when all these villages get basically taken over by a single pharaoh and they have a single government unified egypt is created and then uh because there are many written records we they like archaeologists sort of know the names of the pharaohs but like basically 500 years pass in what they just call the early dynastic period then around like 2600 BC is the start of the Old Kingdom, which which are the pyramid builders. Oh, yeah. And who's, like, the most famous... Well, who's, like, the first one? So, was it Sneferu? There's Jasser, oh. the first large... Which is spelled Dejasser. Oh, All right, you're using notes. <laughs> Dejasser. Okay. What did he build? The first, the first, like, known pyramid. But they think a bunch of them just, like, deteriorated. It got, I mean... People could have been building pyramids forever, but they just, like, were fucked up and died. And they just um, bad pyramids. Yo, your pyramid's so fucked up, it need a pyramid because it's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, who is it? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just, you're right. Djoser. Djoser. It's Djoser. Okay. So after him, Snefero was an X-ray pyramid builder. But he has, like, there's a story that he, like, started making a pyramid and then the outside casing fell off and he just abandoned it. Oh, yeah. He was, like, he had, like, so much bad luck. Like, I think they tried three times for him. Mm-hmm. They were, like, yeah. And then his pyramids kind of messed up, I think. And then, like, it was it was literally, like, right before he died, they were, like, oh, my God, we have to finish this. So then um, his his son, uh, Khufu, built the Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah. And then... Oh, was the Sphinx around then, too? I think the Sphinx... So one of Khufu's sons built the Great Sphinx. What, are there people buried in the Sphinx? Or is it just, like, cool? I they, don't had, think, they had extra time. I don't think they found a burial chamber. I think uh, it just was a giant, like, monument. What um, was it supposed to be? They think it's, like, a a, a Gryffindor, basically? It's kind, it kind of a looks Griffith? like a Gryffindor. I mean, it's sort of a, yeah, like a cat person, right? Yeah, a cat person. Um, yeah, that's probably, I mean, some god. I don't know that, like, any inscriptions they wrote on it. Too. It's like the museum plaque got, like, you know, washed away by the desert. Also, what a dope name is Sneferu. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, the pyramid, too, right? All of the, you see it today, and it's a lot, it looks rough. It has, It's a lot of, like, giant blocks piled up, right? But it had, like, a very smooth outer casing when they first built it and was possibly even painted. But, like... You know, four thousand five hundred years will do that to your, to your, your yeah, pyramid. the sand blowing um, on it, and thieves constant like thieves stealing like stone off it or whatever else because it's not like people in the Middle Ages like of Egypt like care that much uh, about some some guys you know his tomb from four thousand years ago. What made what made uh, people want to start building them? So I mean the. Right, Egyptian, like, civilization or their society was set up with the pharaoh, and the pharaoh was basically, like, a divine, like, deity, right? The pharaoh would become a god when the pharaoh died, and the pharaoh had to act like a god 
And then the Pharaoh's immediate family was very wealthy. And then kind of everybody else below yeah. that supported the Pharaoh. Can I... And, well, there was a lot of fighting. Can I argue? Squabbling. Can I not argue? Can I Can what? I add like a little footnote to that? What? They would rather that you had royal, like royal blood than, than not to be a Pharaoh. So like... Um, there were some like really, really rare cases where people did become pharaohs. Like they, they became pharaohs because they were like related to a pharaoh, but they weren't like necessarily like wealthy. Like they would rather someone slightly poorer with like an like a pure bloodline be the next no, in line. Once, then I'm saying once you were pharaoh, got it. You're wealthy, but that didn't matter though because they didn't have money or care about wealth, right? Yeah, you just got to live in a cool palace and kind of like do what you wanted. Yeah. And um, was it pharaohism? Whatever, a pharaoh monarch worked really well because the Nile is like, I just think of it like a big ass like runway that they would just like, you know, could control. Like they didn't have to, it wasn't like a spidery, like twisty, windy, like... Play, like sprawling city it was just like a runway that they were just like all right here's my role let's go you know yeah so before you had good communication the like limit of any like large society historically is that like people need to know that the central ruler is like relevant and like possibly watching them and can enforce like the law so when you had everybody living within a mile of the nile and people like <laughs> going up and down the Nile constantly like trading or whatever else you were like okay like you felt very connected to the to the empire and like you know in part that's probably why it was so stable whereas like a lot of other kingdoms got very big and then fell apart because you get these like rebel provinces or whatever that like break off because they don't feel the central ruler they don't feel it. And you don't feel, feel the it. power yeah but yeah. uh yeah so because of that it's very easy to like regulate the people because everybody lives off of one road more or less which is the Nile this is true but then like there is like a there is like a moment there's like a moment um there's actually like two or three moments so there's the reason we called it the the old kingdom because then there was a break yeah a break (laughs) little intermish little intermish well they were they were conquered or not conquered but like they were there weren't any pharaohs in charge for like a moment Um, because there was a a famine and the Nile stopped flooding. So before, yeah, they just like throw some seeds and just like stuff would just grow like crazy. And then, yeah, and, and the Nile would just like water it and everything. And then like that didn't happen for a really long time. Um, So there were years of famine. Yeah, they're not sure if it was, like, quarreling between the government or, like, again, this is still, like, what, 2200 BC or so? 2000 yeah. BC when it, like, fell apart. The, well, the, there, there was a famine. The That's... power of the pharaoh weakened. Yeah, in part just, like, people, if there's only one guy in charge, people blame you when stuff goes bad. Well, a lot of people died, too. So, like, yeah, just not a lot of stuff. Just Just people dying was going on. Yeah. No one, it was, no one, people felt weird. They felt weird. They didn't feel like themselves. They were kind of hungry. No, there's theories that it was also secession battles were happening. King, this guy's name is fun too. King Pepe II. 
was like a very long-lived pharaoh. He he ruled for like he lived like a hundred years, which was like unheard. What? I didn't know about I didn't know that. You know about King Pepe? No. Pepe the second is twenty-two seventy-eight. To twenty one eighty four. Oh, so it's BC. right. So it's bef- way before this uh, thing. Well, around the, I think, around twenty two hundred BC is the end of the the first like, the old kingdom. Yeah. And so, but anyway, Pepe outlived like all of his heirs, um, and so like even their grandchildren were like then squabbling over who would take over the throne. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. But you're right, and also possibly a drought too. Well, anyway, the, yeah, the kingdom collapsed, and it just broke up into a bunch of different, like, smaller, yeah, local local rulers. So there's like that in it, the intermediate period, yeah. and then and just to be clear, like the major pyramids, all the like a lot of the stuff you know about of like Egyptian like giant tombs and all the amazing like stone carving stuff is already done at this point. Like well, wait, four thousand years ago. The architecture and yes. the hieroglyphics are from like that old period, but I think a lot of the pharaohs that people know are from the middle and the late period. Yes. So okay. yeah, yeah. Because I don't think anyone knows about mostly because they got better at Jasser. hiding their tombs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like you said, a lot of the like the very ancient pharaohs from the old kingdom is that like people long ago then like found dug up their tombs broke into them over the like the ensuing thousands of years mm-hmm. um so now we'll talk about there's a, there, there's the intermission of a couple hundred years then there's the middle kingdom which is awesome which is like the nubian kingdom uh yeah it, it is, is. That's it's right. the nubian kingdom um so the egyptians merge with the nubians who are the nubians come over and they're down, like they're down south kind of they're like this is cute oh Hi, and they're like, okay, let's let's rule, let's like unify, and this was actually like a very chill, very peaceful period. Um, so Menu Men Menuto Hotep the second reunited Egypt. Okay, nice. And then uh, let's see, I'm, I'm looking. So in this, just like the intermediate period, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is when they established the Valley of the Kings, which is like a famous archaeological site where a bunch of kings' tombs are in this valley. Um, and then, you know, later on, the French and British dug up a bunch of the tombs. And they got cursed. They did. We'll, they get, got, to that. we'll right? get to that. Right? Isn't that why the Titanic sunk? Because oh, they had some, like, mummy from, parts from on Tutankhamen. it. Tutankhamen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Oh, and then we'll get to, like, yeah, the whole mummy people eating mummies and stuff <gasps> back in like the victorians oh they make God. like make medicine from mummies there was like a whole secondary market oh they're going to straight to like i don't know a bad place yeah wait well, yeah, what else happens in the the middle kingdom um well i mean it's like a pretty chill it's pretty chill okay. valley of the kings right um and then western asia like what are they called the the hike the hikesos? They mm-hmm. come they come in and they try to they try to take everything over. This is really funny because they like they come in and they're like, okay, we're gonna like take you guys over, but we're we're gonna be cute and we're gonna like do your customs and stuff like that. And the Egyptians were like, okay, that's cool. 
um, can you share your like military tactics with us? And they were like, oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, so they did, and then I think that were the Hyksos during the New Kingdom, or are they at the end of the Middle? No, Kingdom? they're 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 right here. Oh, in the second intermediate period. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. I'm oh, so I got you. The Middle Kingdom falls apart because they get taken over. Yeah, but then they're like, they like put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it, and they're like, we're gonna take. Yeah, the the Hyksos are like, oh, we're gonna copy your fashion and like language, and then. The Egyptians are like, yeah, can we learn, like, can you teach us how to fight and, like, give us your weapons? Well, yeah, the Hyksos introduced, they think, all of this stuff, by the way, subject to debate. Whatever, let's say it's true. But the Hyksos uh, introduced chariots and, like, uh, compound bows yeah. and, like, Bronze Age technology. And the Egyptians, like, learn how to use that shit and they use it to defeat the Hyksos, which I think is so dope. They're, like, they're, like, the ultimate, like... Is that catfishing? I don't even know what it is, but it's it's cool. They trick it's them. It's not even that clean a story because apparently the Egyptian dynasties continued while the Hyksos were in charge. So they like co-ruled even. Yeah, because the Hyksos were trying to be like really cute and nice and the Egyptians were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they were like, okay. Yeah. That's that's fine. They, they formed a fake alliance. Okay, so the Egyptians once again take control it's now uh, 1500 BC. Yeah. So, so again, 1500 years have passed of Egyptian history while nobody oh. else has a kingdom lasting anywhere close to it. Should we talk about how the, the Jews, should we break it to the Jews? Because um, that has happened. We can. Or not. So the, around this time, around 1500 BC, is when biblical scholars think Exodus is supposed to have happened, like the book of Exodus. Um, but none of it is actually historical. Yeah, so Jews were never even, like, in Egypt. Yikes! <laughs> well, maybe, like, for trading, they probably, like... The the Semitic people who lived in the Levant may have, like, made their way to Egypt to trade or interact culturally or whatever, but it's very... It's pretty unlikely, It's very though. questionable that, like, two million Jews were enslaved in Egypt because who then left during Exodus... None yeah. Up. Yeah, because that would have like devastated their. I mean, their economy was, um, a. <laughs> it was an agrarian economy. They didn't value like money at all. Um, they did have like servants, and they did have like very lower class they, people. The Egyptians had like every ancient civilization almost. They had slaves, but generally they were like. Uh, people captured in war. Yeah, and they they didn't really work on the pyramids that much. They kind of, it was like you would be a farmer and you would have like a slave to do your farm work. From my understanding, the people that worked on the pyramids were like, they were like architects. They were kind of like a middle class. So, so a lot of them were skilled laborers. And you would, like you were saying before, the flooding of the Nile governed everything about the rhythm of life, including like the three seasons. So when the Nile was flooding, which laid down this silt that made it very easy to grow plants, you couldn't actually work on your farm. Yeah. Like it was just all flooded. You could maybe repair some canals. But during that season, you would, that's when like a lot of the farmers who were skilled laborers would have to go work on the pyramids. Yeah. Or other like works for the pharaoh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And the, the, yeah, because they found like meat in their stomach or something like that. And they were like, yeah, like a, 
poor person wouldn't ever be like given meat ever. So yeah, they found meat. They found uh, the workman who died while working on the Great Pyramid got buried near to the nearby the Great Pyramid. Which, yeah, that so they're like, happen. oh, that's a sign of respect. That uh, yeah, that, like and yeah, I mean they were they had like I think they uncovered like they did have like a barracks or whatever you'd stay at while you're working there, but it wasn't like it seemed to be pretty well ordered and that like everybody had their own little bedroom or whatever space or whatever. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't seem like slave quarters, what they said. Yes. So according so. to the archaeologists, they think it was actually more just like if for your income tax, instead of just paying the IRS, you had to, the IR. you had to go work for, you know, two oh, months. Like the Israeli uh, army. Kind of. Could be like the IDF or yeah. when the U.S. had a draft or like jury duty. It's like coming up for jury Pyramid duty. duty. They're like, damn, I'm Grand Pyramid. They're like, don't worry, you won't get, you won't have to do, yeah, Grand Pyramid. You won't have to do it for another eight years, though. Yeah. They're like, that's half my life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, after this, the Hyksos are there, there's... The reign of Hatshepsut, who's like the OG female ruler. Because, like I said before, if you were a female, um, but you had a pure bloodline, they would prefer you to be a pharaoh than like a male with like a shittier bloodline. <laughs> uh, so Hatshepsut was like she ruled for like quite some time, and she commissioned a ton of uh, of building like projects, like. She was, like, more ambitious than, like, New York with their scaffolding. She was very, uh, she expanded the, like, uh, empire a lot, too, but not through war, through, like, peace treaties and trade. Yeah. So she was also, like, a very skilled diplomat. Um, And then, of course, like, subsequent, like, male pharaohs then, like, went to war or, like, messed it up. But, uh, yeah, so this, this brings us to the New Kingdom, which is the yeah she is in the new kingdom yeah. she starts it so she she kicks off the new kingdom and around this time uh, we can start getting into the gods I guess right? wait no we'll finish the history and then no we'll I'm, get into but the I'm gods. saying like Tutankhamun oh not yet so Akhenaten okay who's he's the crazy one yeah yeah so Akhenaten built a new capital named after himself and he formed a new religion based around the sun di- disk Aten. Yep. And then he banned a um, worshipping of the old gods. So basically, he combined himself with the sun god, who was like their main god. And he was like, yeah, Ra is out. Or or um, I think it's like Amun-Ra is is out. And it's, it's me, basically. <laughs> People were really mad. Like, they were, they were like... This, like, ruined them. They were so upset. And he was like, I don't care about it. So, his son, uh, whose name was, I believe, Tutankhamun, basically was like, this is, like, a bad idea and seems unpopular. So he undid it and was like, no, we're bringing back the old gods. You don't have to worship Aten. And he changed his name to Tutankhamun. Yeah. And that's about all he did before he died, because he only lived to, like, 17. Yeah, um, he had a rough life. But the reason everybody knows Tutankhamun, and he's, like, the most famous ancient ruler of everything, is because he had the the good fortune, I suppose, after he died, is that nobody found his tomb until 
some British archaeologists found it in like the 1920s. And so by the 1920s, when you had, you know, the modern world, uh, everybody was like psyched about like Egyptian culture and them finding it. So that's why he's far and away the most. And like, you know, everything from his tomb was well preserved and could be brought like looted uh, and taken to the British Museum. Um, And so that's why Tutankhamun is so well known. He was probably a lesser pharaoh, although he did restore the old gods, which is pretty cool. He was like 17, right? And he, I think he married when he was like 11 or something. He was he was too young to like take over the throne. So they kind of they they kind of were like, well, your like sister can take over the throne and you can like marry her and yeah. be like a, you know. He married a sister. But also they were like, once you were, I think like a teenager, you were pretty much treated as an adult. Yeah. He had, like, a rough life, though, because they said that he had scoliosis. Shout out. Shout out. To he had a cleft palate. He had a cleft palate. And he died from either an infection or a broken leg. Well, he already had a broken leg, and they think it was from, like, a crocodile attack. Uh, but it, they think he died of an, yeah, like, a tooth infection because they had really bad. He probably, his wisdom teeth were, like, coming in. And he have, just got imp- impacted. They didn't brush their they teeth. They didn't have antibiotics. And their diet was, like, so hella sugary and, like, carby and, like, com- and they didn't even drink, like, water. So it's, like, they're just, like, yeah, just swish your mouth out with some, like, beer. Ugh. Yeah, they did. From what we've read, it was, like, like hippo attacks and, like, yeah, crocodile attacks in the Nile River were like common occurrences. And so like you didn't you did not go like swim laps in the Nile. Also it yeah. was like filled with shit. But it was like yeah. it was the sewer basically. But also you used it to irrigate your plants. Well that's why so like if you remember from the mummy Yeah. They love like scarabs. Remember like yes. the sacred scarab? The reason why they love the scarab is because it it represents the Nile because like they would see the little baby scarabs like come out of their shit and they were like oh my god just like the nile like it's death it's life <laughs> like like yeah they they're like it's a phoenix but instead of rising like from flames they're like it's rising out of shit <laughs> okay so that, yeah. that brings us to the end of the new kingdom and we're still at like a thousand bc we've already been through yeah. two thousand years of like yeah basically like us to jesus right we've been through 2000 oh, yeah, there's... ancient egyptian ancient egyptian history there's another 700 years yep. of intermediate period where kind of various people invade or there's not really a they unified pharaoh into, they split up into two egypts again yeah and, and then persia conquers and brings them back together yeah there's a late period and then in 300 bc there's greco and we're just skipping all this because I don't know. That, Who cares? Like, whatever. It's not, it's not, nothing uh, cute is happening. So 300 BC is Greco-Roman Egypt, which is like when the... Uh, Wait, did the they? Greeks and the Romans? Is that what... <laughs> yeah, Greco-Roman Egypt. They're, I know. They're conquered was... by Greek and Roman-ish people, right? Yeah. But also like the the Ptolemaic Empire. <laughs> did you say the Ptolemaic? Yeah, Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic. Yeah. The Ptolemaic. I'm saying it for a reader. Oh, or phonetically. Like so it's, it's phonetic. It's phonetic. I was just going to... Yeah. The Ptolemaic Empire then is like around this time. And so that includes the the last, I guess, pharaoh of the Ptolemaic Empire is... Ptolemy. 
No, he was the first. The last is Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. True. The seventh. Cleopatra the seventh. Yeah. Woo! Seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because there were like seven other. Cleopatra was literally yeah. like Karen. So like... the Ptolemaic dynasty ends in 30 BC. Yep. Right? Which is right around when Jesus is born. Uh, <gasps> but it's also right around the fall of the Roman Empire. It's true. Or sorry, follow the Roman Republic, establishment of the Roman Empire. Yeah. The Roman Republic, death of Julius Caesar, all of that stuff you know from Shakespeare. Uh, or like, you know, movies from the 50s or whatever about Cleopatra and Mark Antony. Yeah. Uh, are filmed in this time period now. 3,000 years into Egyptian history, uh, where they're now like interacting with the Romans and the Greeks. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about Cleopatra. Yeah, I was like... Hi, hi on Twitch to Anna Chelsea. Oh, I, I missed all the... Answers. I was like, I have a feeling that, like, someone's trying to chat with us. Oh, okay. Um, Anna has giving color commentary. Yes. I was like, I have a, I have a premonition. So, okay. yeah, Cleopatra was Macedonian and, uh, and Hellenistic, right? And she was given a really good education and she decided that she wanted to learn how to speak like 10 different languages. One of them being Egyptian. <laughs> a lot of pharaohs didn't learn the language. They had interpreters. Like, Oh, not, the foreign pharaohs. Yeah, they had interpreters. Nice. Um, so she was like, no, I'm going to learn how to speak Egyptian. And she was really, she was really into the, into the culture, but in terms of like, the you know being well-rounded and like she just she really liked it she adapted it but like she didn't like exploit it per se but there was like this really annoying thing with her younger brother um because they were like even though he was younger they were like yeah he can he can take the throne and she was like okay i need an ally who -hmm. doesn't like him and that's when julius caesar comes in julius caesar happened to be visiting yeah, he happened to be visiting. Oh, she was, she was uh, sort of like, I guess like exiled, slightly exiled from where he was. He was like in the capital, and she was kind of like in the suburbs because mm-hmm. she wasn't allowed in the capital after they were like keep her away from her brother, so she doesn't try and kill him. Uh, so she, some accounts say that she snuck into a rug. And other people say that she snuck into, like, a laundry bag (laughs) to get into the room with him. Mm. Um, And she, like, popped out, and she's like, hey, so you don't like my brother, and I don't like my brother. Let's kill him and then, like, take the pieces. And he was like, let's fuck. And she's like, okay. Um, Yeah. And he basically slept with, like, everybody that he came in contact with so when people were like oh she was like a seductress i think it was just kind of like it just was like a thing that happened i don't know i don't really think they were like super in love i do think she might have like liked mark anthony though Mm -hmm. well yeah so she sleeps with caesar but caesar is then a couple years later assassinated uh and caesar supports her claim to the throne they kill her brother she yep. gets to be pharaoh. They poisoned. But a couple years later, Caesar is assassinated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. There were tons of like killings in her family, like murderings. Mm-hmm. That was like a thing. Like the Ptolemies yeah. were like, I don't know. They killed each other a lot. 
So after Caesar's assassinated, there were three different uh, like claims, the triumvirate, like basically that all claims power. Um, and it turned out that uh, it was Octavian, like one. What a good name for a villain. <laughs> uh, but Mark Antony was also one of the, the triumvirate. And by then he and Cleopatra were getting together. So Mark Antony like fled to, to Egypt. Uh, but, yeah. and they tried to like hold out there, but, but it did not work. And so when they realized they were going to be killed or they were going to lose, they like poison themselves. People think, yeah, people think that they okay. did. There's so many conspiracy theories like about it. Yeah. I did forget. Yeah. A, a crucial, like fun detail, by the way, of the way she first met up with Caesar. The reason he didn't just stop by. I forgot this. He was on his victory tour. Because this is after the Senate has declared Caesar an enemy of the people in like 60-something B.C. or whatever, 55 B.C. that The Senate was like, Caesar, like, you're a general, you've gotten too powerful while you were in like the, in Germany as a governor. And Caesar like comes back to seize power and he like gains an army and he then basically like tries to hunt down the like people who would like turn against him. And he like routes these guys over in, like, Germany, and then, like, the other general who turned against him has, meanwhile, like, fled to Asia, and Caesar, like, follows him uh, and is is going, is, like, trying to hunt the guy down, and that's actually why he was so mad at Cleopatra's brother. I oh, because name, Ptolemy killed him first. The general he was trying to hunt down fled to Egypt, <clears throat> like, gets beaten by Caesar in battle, flees to Egypt, and, yeah, whoever the... Ptolemy, Ptolemy's, Ptolemy, Ptolemy, yeah. Okay. They're all Ptolemy's. Yeah. Cleopatra's, like, seven moms of the past are, like, Cleopatra. Oh. And then, like, yeah, there's, okay. like, a million Ptolemy's. So he captures the, the fleeing general and beheads him. Yeah. And Caesar's like, God damn it. Uh, I wanted to do that. Uh, probably not. Caesar on this, I know we're getting off Egyptian history, but Caesar actually on this whole campaign and part of what made him so brilliant is every time he would, like, win or be about to win a battle, he would show mercy and then be like, if the troops I'm fighting, like, you're Roman citizens, I should be your, like, you know, emperor, if you will just, like, rejoin the army. Like, no one's in trouble. It's cool. You guys, in fact, I'll give you all pay for, like... like oh, so he, like, looked like a good guy, but this made him look like a bad guy. He consistently, like, was doing that. And same thing. He wanted to... Probably what he wanted to do is bring that that general back and like have a trial but then like grant him amnesty or something bring back yeah. my general yeah he just oh wanted so to catch he him. was like i didn't want to kill him why'd you do that so he did that with yeah his other enemies who he like caught up to and beat down in germany he like showed them mercy and they just got to rejoin and like have their lands back and everything and he was like well forget it and everybody was like god caesar's such a cool guy he's so great oh but this made him look um, bad yeah yikes so yeah they murdered Ptolemy. Ptolemy's like nine, too. Yeah. So that's the the speech in, you know, Shakespeare or whatever. Shakespeare's like, um, like Julius Caesar or whatever. The whole like uh, eulogy for Caesar is that he really was a beloved, like really great guy when he was murdered. Yeah. When he was murdered. Well, it, back, it backfired on the conspirators. They were all then driven out of. We'll do, a, we'll, do a we'll do a Caesar episode. We'll do another one. All right. Let's get back to Egypt. Okay. So. Yeah, that's Cleopatra. That's the end of the Greco-Roman dynasty. Oh yeah, and that's really we could call that the end of 
ancient Egypt. Yeah, well, I think the end is when the library is closed because okay. it burns. When did that happen? In 42 AD. Okay. So. And then Christianity, which is like the real end of it. A little it. later, the Library of Alexandria burns. Yeah. Losing 40,000 to 70,000 books. Yeah. Yikes. And then 380, Rise of Christianity in Egypt. Buy all the cool stuff. <laughs> 680, conquered by Islamic people. And then the West kind of loses interest. <laughs> there weren't a lot of bullet points until basically 1800, I guess 1799, when the Rosetta Stone is discovered. By, and then because Napoleon and like the French Empire under him Napoleon was fascinated by Egypt and the idea of a pharaoh. Um, yeah, also by, yeah, Napoleon was. was also fascinated by Rome and empires, but he loved Egypt. And so you're like, what were the French doing in Egypt? Like, put like Napoleon sent tons of people there. So there even is like, this is probably not true, but there people say that the reason the Sphinx's nose is missing. Oh, because because Napoleon took it. Archaeologists think that it just like weathered and fell off, but like there was like a common like joke that like no Napoleon's troops like shot it off with a cannon by accident. They were like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, do you think we could like use gorilla glue for that? They do well, different culture, but right, the Parthenon was blown up because they were using it to store uh gunpowder during World War One. Okay. But, we're good. Sorry. Come on. Anyway. Come so, on now. So Come Napoleon on. Did, uh, he financed a lot of archaeology and archaeological expeditions. And so among the French in the early 1800s was like in Egypt mania. And that's when people were like buying like ground up mummies or like French tourists would go to Egypt. Um, yeah. And then later the British did it. And the Americans also like got very into Egypt in the 1920s, which is when the mummy is set. I think that's supposed to be in the 1920s. Really? Yeah, the Brendan Fraser classic film. Really? Yeah, because they're using, like, little pistols and stuff. They're, like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be 1920s. So it's right around when they found Tutankhamun's tomb. Oh, man, Um, I love that movie. I know it's bad, but I love it. Oh, and I will say the Rosetta Stone, the cool thing about the Rosetta Stone is prior to finding it in, like, 1799, nobody could read hieroglyphics anymore. And, like, nobody had any idea. And the... The cool thing about the Rosetta Stone is it was three different, I don't know, if, I think there were prayers, like long prayers, and one was in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, one was in the Egyptian clerical script, and one was in, like, Latin. Okay. So they were like, that's the perfect translation document. It's just three different copies of the same oh, that's thing. cool. And so they were able to use, linguists could use the Rosetta Stone basically to figure out what the hieroglyphics meant. Oh, yeah, because I read that a a lot of the hieroglyphics were, they weren't, like, individual sounds. They were, like, they were, like, pictures that describe stuff. It's, like, a mix of, from what I understand, it's a mix of, like, Chinese and, like, Western languages. Yeah. There's, like, 2,000 unique characters, most of which stand for, like, words and can be combined together, but some of which are also alphabetical, like sounds. Yes, this is true. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I looked up like <laughs> really what it sounds like. It's very like shh. <laughs> it sounds like whispering. Yeah, it's like habshatsa is like shashastra. Like I, I, I'm not like, it's not that far off if you look it up. Oh, that's funny. 
Yeah, it's a lot of like shush, shush. Babies would like it. It would calm them down. All right. So that that covers the historical stuff. If you weren't interested in the hard facts and history of historical Egypt... I don't think these were hard facts. You should have skipped ahead to this part of the episode, because now Ariel's going to talk to us about the mythology. Yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my mythology, like, family tree real quick. All right. I, yes. There it is. Oh, yeah. I actually took notes on this. So, in the beginning okay. of time, there was basically like a pyramid-esque like shape thing and there was like a lotus in it and then out of like that there were there were nothing right and then out of that came at <laughs> how funny is this atom or okay. ray or um amun ra and he's known as the spitter the spit. which also could be translated as like the comer <laughs> mm. because yeah he like they say like from his spit but like we all know what they we know what yeah they probably mean. or like his sneeze that's like another and we're just like mm, rosetta stone translation <laughs> yeah they think it's like the comer so from him comes shu who's the life life spirit and then Tefnut who's like the world order and then uh they have they go they're like let's go explore and they go off and they like have sex and then they give birth and like oh and and this is like so it's a so, brother and sister there's oh these are all brother yeah. all yeah all like, brother sister so everything gods too uh, all yeah. you know yeah. oh but it's so much cra- i i feel like it's there's so much like cattiness and mm-hmm. like oh yeah and we will talk about the cat god as goddess as well okay. um so adam he also has like yeah he also has eye like an eye and he like can said he's like oh my god where are my children and he like sends the eye like off and um adam adam raw sorry uh Atumra. So it's like Ra, the sun god, right? Okay. He becomes like the sun god. Um, but he also has this eye, and you might, might have heard or seen like the eye of Ra, which is like the eye, like the eye with the, the like sexy eye, oh, right? The eye of Horus? There's also the eye of Horus, but yeah. So. Okay, there's two eyes. There's like a lot of eyes. Yeah. Stuff, keep in mind, this is like 3,000 years of mythology that is condensed down to whatever archaeologists told us from what they found. So. Yeah. So like, a lot of overlap here. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, he, so like... the life spirit and the tough knot. Right. And then that. they have sex and they give birth to Geb, who's actually the Earth father. Little gender reversal here, okay? Yeah. Not the Earth mother. He's the Earth father. And oh. Nut... <laughs> Nut is the child of tough knot. Newt. Yeah, Shu and Tefnut, they give birth to Geb and Nut, who Geb is the Earth Father and Nut is like the stars in the sky. And they're like, they're like, this is similar in Greek mythology where like they are like next to each other because they're just born and like their mother and father are like, okay, you guys need to like separate a little bit, like middle school dance. So So they they like push them apart. Put air between them. Yeah, which is, it's basically like 
she was basically like heir as well. So she she comes the mom like she's like all right separate you know. But they still have a bunch of children. Okay. So they have Osiris, who's the god of the underworld and the green. Osiris is green. I know that he's the green. Yes, I'm gonna pull up like the pictures and everything so we can describe. Yeah. Um, It's the guy with the canes. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of them is a cane and one of them is a grain. Oh, sight. Yeah, he's kind of like Demeter in a weird way. Yeah, he's Um, similar. He's like Demeter Persephone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And then Isis is the god. I'm wearing Isis an Isis wing (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now. Um, they're like the belly dancing wings and they're named after Isis who's she has wings and uh, she's the goddess of the earth and the moon she, yeah she looks like she can fly right they also have uh, so the so Geb and Nut they also have Set who's the god of evil and darkness <laughs> yeah Set is like the jerk in all the stories right yes in, in this the, story in like the, the story the story he's okay. such an asshole um, and then, uh, and then they also have Nephthys, who's the goddess of uh, death and dusk. So they, yeah, there's a lot of their gods are like about the light. There's like, which is the one? Wait, who's Anubis though? Okay, is so Anubis is the jackal. Yeah, so there's there's Anubis. Yeah, and he is the head of the jackal. Cool. He's a cool looking he guy. He guides people to the afterlife. That's right. He watches over their bodies while they're mummified. He's kind of like a much cooler Cerber, like a much cooler Cerberus, or like way cooler. He's almost like an embalmer, I guess. He yeah, runs a, Anubis runs a funeral home. He does. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then who is the one that has the head of the bird? The, the ibis is that Isis? So, yes, that is Isis, and I will tell you why she doesn't always have that. Yeah. She doesn't always have that. Not yet. This is going to happen in the story that I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. So, this is the story of, like, the the Osiris myth, right? It's really freaking hilarious. Okay. So, apparently Osiris, like, kicked his brother one time, Set, right? And so Set's, like, really pissed at him, and he's like, I... I really want, like, his kingdom as well. So I'm going to try and, like, take it over. Yeah. Through spite, all things are possible. So he goes, he's like, okay, so I'm going to throw a brother, I'm going to throw my brother, like, a, a, a dinner party of, like, congratulations. Nice. Um, And I'm going to give him a gift of a, well, he makes, like, he, he, like, secretly, like, he, I love this. He secretly, like, measures his brother's, like, dimensions. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, hilarious. Like, just the thought of him, like, you got to measure all his dimensions. And then he makes a coffin that's, like, his exact dimensions. And at the dinner party, he's, like, okay, whoever can fit. It's, like, Cinderella. Whoever can fit in here, like, you get to keep it as a gift. Yeah, so Osiris, like, gets in the coffin. Oh, I should also say that Osiris has given up um, his immortality on accident. He like accidentally gives it up and he's like Oh yikes. Because whatever Osiris like thinks kind of happens. Like he's like, Okay, I I want some chicken and then like chickens exist. Oh. You know? Cool um out. and he sort of like thinks up humans and mortality and he's and he's like, wouldn't it be crazy if I died? 
So he's given up his, and he's like, it's cool. I can just like manifest back more like immortality. Mm -hmm. And he can't, he's like trying to, and he's like, oh, that's fine. Whatever. Um, Surely no one will try to kill me. Certainly not my brother. (laughs) Yeah. So his brother, like, yeah, he goes in the coffin and his brother's like, gotcha, bitch. And he like takes the coffin and throws it into the river and Isis is like really sad and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Um, yeah, and then like a lot of stuff happens and then Isis like finds the coffin and she's like, oh my God, like the coffin um, with my dad. And that's why he's green. That's why Osiris is green because she opens it and he's He's, he's green. a little waterlogged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, she, that's when she gets Anubis. She's like, yo, help me bring him back to life. So they do a spell to bring him back to life, but he's like a weird zombie version. And then Set like finds out about this and he's like, oh no, I don't think so, honey. And he cuts him into like 40 pieces and like scatters them everywhere. And that's why if you go to Egypt, there's like 43 like tombs for Osiris. Like they're, they're like, this is also the death place of like yeah. Osiris, like all over Egypt. And so this is weird. Like Isis teams up with Seth's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of Seth's, Seth's wife is kind of like uh hectate. Like she's, yeah, she's like, she goes both ways. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'll help you. So she, they like find most of his body, but they can't find his penis. <laughs> she's like, God damn it, that's the best part. And Anubis is like, yo, I can't... He can't fully go back to life without his penis. Okay. So, like... Yeah, so he's kind of just, like, a weird zombie creature. But he does... I guess he, like, does... He impregnates... Like, Isis is like, oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, I thought somehow they did find... There's different versions of this myth, by the way. And the one I read... Yeah, this is my version. The one that I read, she did find his penis and then had sex with him or she fell on sex. it or jumped she, on it she jumped. while like morning she's like down. I found it yeah the one I read she finds it, it. it, it was and, uh, that's the origins of- there's another one where Anubis does actually just bring him back to life and then they like have a kid and then he dies again he's like one more yeah yeah like, one more bang one more bang before yeah. I go I go that's going out with a bang bang yeah yeah so, um so she's like, okay, I'm going to have this kid and I'm going to raise it in secret and it's going to eventually, like, it's like the Star Wars story. She's going to, like, come back and, like, avenge. Avenge the death. Um, so that does happen and that is Young Horus. So they avenge... <laughs> Young Horus is the, yeah, the child of... Yeah. Okay. And do you... Of Osiris and... Isis. Isis. And do you know and how? And they overthrow but Seth by Seth. Seth by poisoning him. But this is the crazy. This is how he gets poisoned. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, I guess I think that like Seth finds out about the kid, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have another like weird dinner party at my house." <laughs> you know the way I dispose of my enemies. <laughs> I throw cool dinner parties and then trick them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So he's like, okay, making your favorite food. And yeah, so young, young Horus, yeah, he, he comes there and <laughs> there's, there's lettuce, right? There's like a lettuce. And um, 
a horse just like jacks off into the lettuce. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I swear to Osiris. And then, yeah, Set eats the lettuce with the, but because like the jack off has like life in it. That's like poisonous to set because he's like death. Yeah, so he eats the lettuce and he's like, I don't feel so good. And he like withers, he like withers. Which I think is, I just think that's so funny. Yeah, go to a steakhouse and eat like a nice spring lettuce, like wedge salad, and they just put the ranch over it. Like bacon, but that's exactly what happens. Um, Yeah, so that's, I was, I literally like, like rolled down the street when I heard like I, wish, I honestly yeah. you know thank you viewers if, or listeners if you stuck around this long but we should have started the show with that <laughs> we just made them listen to history for an yeah. hour Matt you had that the whole time <laughs> come come let us yeah next time you gotta be like we'll we'll get to the dates later come on yeah <laughs> we have to talk right. about the yeah, lettuce that, that should have been the top of the show I'm sorry but. yeah well, that's fantastic. I love how he's like, I'm going to serve a salad. The most delicious of the foods. Do you remember? So they have, like, in your research, there is, at some point, like, when you die, there's, like, the whole, the book of the dead. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it talks about, like, here's how you die. And then, like, you have to, like, go on this boat and then do all this stuff. They're yes. going to weigh your heart. Yes, I have, I have and that. And if your heart is lighter than a feather, then, like, you... Then it's cool, but if, like, because we don't have a heaven or hell. But if your heart is heavier oh. than a feather, like a monster eats you. Okay, I'll, I'll, yes, exactly. That is actually you did a great job. Um, real quick, the the reason why, um, the reason why Isis sometimes is like bird. She has a bird uh, head because Horus, he's like mad. Um, before he, he you know, he it's like. He's having like an identity crisis, and he's like, "Why well, was like a fucking secret? God damn it!" And she's like in disguise for some reason. She's like trying to be tricky, and he like cuts her head off by accident, and then she like turns what? back into herself, and he's like, "Mother, what have I done?" And he like, he's like, "Ah, uh, 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 and he like puts a bird head on her, and he's like, "That'll you know, that'll do." Okay. He's like, "I'm really sorry about but that, Horace mom." Himself also has a bird head, right? Um, he has a bird head and like a crown. He has a white crown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Horace just has a, a white crown. Yeah, he is. But he's kind of. He's like a staff and, kind, and an odd bird looking too. He is the body of a falcon. And clearly yeah. has a man's body. And but. so he then he then becomes he yeah. then becomes the sun god because Osiris like he's like weird zombie. Mm-hmm. He's like the old sun, and then like yeah, Horace becomes and. Uh, Horus also has like the eye of Horus, which can act like independently. It has like personalities and it like is mischievous. Like he'll send it out to like do stuff and sometimes it won't do the things. To, to look at stuff? Yeah. <laughs> to look at things? Yeah. Yep. He'll send it out yeah. to be sneaky. It's not like Puck. It's not like a fairy. It's a, it kind a of is, though, because he's like, come back to me. And it's like, I'm busy. Shut up now. Yeah. I'm looking at something <laughs> right now. Stuff. It's really cool. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, can I see? And it's like, it's, no. No. It's like, how dare you? Um, he's, oh, You're just looking at cat memes. God, oh, good transition. Bissette is Carolyn Bissette. Yeah. 
she uh, she's the cat goddess, and yeah, she's really cute. She looks like a cat. Um, she's worshipped. She is like her own. There's a town that like worships her. So I think they they've cataloged like two thousand. Some that seems like a large number, maybe, but of like Egyptian gods. There's like lots and lots of them. There's at least dozens. Yeah. Um, and so every town and village had their own god too. Because you didn't, this was before professional sports. So, like, if you wanted a cool, like, graphic design to put on your, like, t shirt or, like, jacket, you could get your, like, local town's god. Yes. There's a really funny one. It's, like, the, it's a crocodile god, and it's, like, their town is, like, Crocodiliopolis. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's the name of it. We should take, yeah, we should go there. Crocodiliopolis. <laughs> yeah. They, they have a mixed relationship with crocodiles. Like, this crocodile god, they're, like, it seems... like they they're lo- like, They love them, but fear them. <laughs> yeah, and it's really funny, because they're, like, the, the crocodile god, they're, like, uh, he's impotent. Like, he can't he can't make more crocodiles. He's nice, and he can't have children. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Like, but don't get mad at us, but he's hot. Like, that's kind of there is, the lore behind oh, but it. I think in the Book of the Dead, right, if your heart is heavier than a feather... The animal that eats you is a third crocodile, one third leopard, one third hippo. Yeah. And while pretty, it's a pretty like funny looking animal, but I guess those are like the three things that Egyptians feared most. Like, right? Because like those are the things that if you like ran into it in the river or like, I guess out in the desert, uh, it would kill you. In the desert, the crocodile's like, ha ha, I'm here. Oh, where are they running into leopards? Oh, leopards? I don't... Isn't that part of that, like, that little triple animal? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, leopards run into you, I think. I guess. Happens. I didn't know. I didn't know they lived in the desert. Um, oh, yeah, you know that they... Do a little more research on the Book of the Dead. Okay. So, no, well, you know what? It's not a book. Can I... Sorry, yeah, spoiler alert. Tell spoiler me about the alert. mummification process. Spoiler alert. The Book of the Dead, it's not a book. Is it a tablet? No. Nope. Is it a scroll? No, it's like a bunch of like, <laughs> no. it's a bunch of Wikipedia articles about, like, it's, it's, a, it's a listicle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's like a bunch of like subreds. Um, All right. It's subdead. That's, that's, that's the. Who was supposed to read the Book of the Dead? Was it for priests who were like trying to embalm people or was it for like undertakers well, or like were people just like reading this? They like, were, like, yeah, so we it was just different, like, fragments of, of different uh, rituals. So some of them might be for doctors. Some of them might be, they they really didn't like to talk a lot about, like, specifics. So these were about, like, the rituals and, like, the the laws. Like, there is it the reason why the Osiris myth is, like, so different a lot is because they don't actually like to talk about his death because they feel like that's bad luck. So this was, like, uh-huh. kind of more medical text. Like, some of it was medical text. Some of it was, like, for a priest. But it's it was really just, like, I think, like, 50 different, like, scraps that they found. And then some of it, I think, was even dictated from, like, Greek people. Um, oh, I got the name of that animal. What was it? I so I forgot about this. The, the Egyptians had, in addition to all the gods, they had demons uh, who were, like, lesser than gods, but, like, not human and they live in the underworld and demons are constantly like doing stuff too so this god is amit 
Devourer of the Dead. Oh yeah, that's if you're. This is like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when like she's the bad egg, and then they're just like. Yeah. So yeah, they're just a, like boop trap yeah, door. Is a demoness with the uh, Ooh, demon ass. So like yeah, four quarters of a lion, hind quarters of a hippopotamus, head of a crocodile. So they're the three largest man-eating animals known to ancient Egyptians. And so if your heart is bad, she eats you or eats your heart, I think. And then like you're stuck in the afterlife with no heart. So well, no, you that was it. They're like, go, what are the, you don't exist They're anymore. like, what are the three things that can just kill you like in the waking life? Let's make a, a demon out of that. And like, wouldn't that be scary? So basically there it's really interesting because like the it's reversed. So we're like, the soul lives on, right? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I tell you, I tell you all the things that you need to know to die. I was just trying to read about what happens if Amit eats your heart. I know that though. I know I'm explaining, I'm I'm explaining that right now. Okay. So the Egyptian, it's important to know that like the Egyptians have the concept of the Ka, which is the, which is the soul, right? And like when some, one of our people dies, we're like, their soul lives on, their bodies just like, right? Mm. But they Egyptians reversed it. When you, when you died, your soul would die and go to the afterlife. And without a body to like inhabit, it would just like go away mm. forever. So, the, yeah. so that's why you needed the. Very it's basically body. the body. They were getting it ready to like go find the soul, so the soul could live in it in the in the afterlife. And every night the body had to come back to the coffin. Oh. So it had to do all these tasks. It's like, they're they're like, okay, you have to prepare, you know, you have to prepare for your trip, but every night you have to stop preparing, go to sleep, you know, and then kind of like a vampire, I guess. Okay. Reverse vampire. Um, oh, yeah. So I can tell you about the mummification. So, yeah, they first, they take your brain out. And they throw it in the trash because <laughs> they were like, mm. um, yeah, they like they like t- take a stick. They like put it in your head and they like stir everything around and then they like turn your head and everything like comes out of the nose. Yeah, it's like an egg. Yep. It's like an <laughs> Easter egg when you're trying to get the. Yeah, draining the, the yoga Easter egg. Yeah. Then they fill your skull with like tree resin and fragrances but the fragrances actually they probably had like antiseptic properties Mm. um and then they yeah they took your spine out and they took your most of the organs and they put them in canopic jars everyone remembers the canopic i think we even made our own canopic jars when i was in um wow yeah i think we (laughs) we made our own sarcophagus Really? Like out of paper mache. You had to one-up me because you went to a smart school. No, this is in fourth grade. Yeah, this was in fourth grade, too. I mean, I'm like, we made canopic jars. You're like, yeah, well, we made a fucking sarcophagus. I mean, you put the two together. You got a a full tomb. Yes. Yes. Okay, so then they put salt. They basically put the body in, like, an Epsom salt bath for, like, 40 days so that it, like, yeah, you pull all the moisture out. Yeah. So it's not going to... Now there's... Yeah, bacteria is not going to get to it. It's not going to rot. 
Then they wash it. They put some makeup on it. They make it look cute. And then they wrap it. Um, they wrap it in, like, gauze with, with resin mm-hmm. glue. And they figured this out because at first they were just throwing their people into the sand. And sand actually preserves bodies really well. Mm-hmm. But they got scared. They were like, oh, my God, they can't breathe. And this, the sand is going to fill their mouth. And they're going to, like, have a panic attack. So they, like, took... Think wrapping people in well, bandages is going to do? But they, they, they like, this evolved, right? Because it, it wasn't until, like, the end of the first... It was, you know, that first period that we talked about yeah. that they started doing this. Yeah, the pyramid builders. Yeah. Like, we need... I need a cool tomb. But it's it was... Big... That, like evolved because at first they were yeah they just threw them in the sand which was smart that would preserve them but then they took them out of the sand and they're like oh they're gross now and they like you know they're like what if we put them in a box and you put sand around it and then it like yeah they it, it evolved into this right um okay so you would the process is you would have like a um like a instruction manual nailed to it would be like your Torah portion, but like for death. Mm-hmm. So your family would be like, this is the Torah portion that we want like our mummy to read. Um, so they would like nail that on the inside of your tomb. And the first thing you would have to like read it and then they'd be like, okay, very good. <laughs> you can move on to the next round. Oh, okay. You had to recite something from memory, but if your family nailed it to your chest, then it was like there in the afterlife. So it was like on the, cheat. I think it was, yeah, it was on the, <laughs> they the just put it on the bandages the, over yeah. your eyes. They're like, yeah. they put it on your hand. Right. Um, so that was one. Then the next thing you had to go before, you had to go before like 40 different gods, 40 different gods, I think. And you had to say that you were sorry for like 40 different crimes that you committed. Mm. Not, not like crimes, but like, like let's say there was a god of truth. You'd be like, "I'm sorry that I lied." It's like we better get busy, <laughs> right? You have to commit forty crimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd be like god of truth. You'd be like, "Sorry for every time I lied." Like the god of like sex. You're like, "I'm sorry that I didn't give my consent." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> David Ray Martinez asked how big our closet is. Well, we have a whole pyramid now uh-huh. to store our clothes in. That was really what they were after. All the other chambers, they were just closets. Um, yeah, well, you've got to store your lies. Yes. Your transgressions. Yes. Oh, the, the funerary texts. That was the, the thing that they would they would put on. That's a uh, lot of work. So they're like whole death process. Like, right. And like in Christianity, like you die and you're like, you're done. Like you don't, no more tests or anything. It's cool. Like. You know, you're going to get no judged and get to go to heaven or whatever, or either way, right? Like, you already did everything during life. But ancient Egyptians, like, you die and they're like, this is the start of a very difficult process. This is a very, like, yeah, a very, and like, tough university. And you're going to have to pass a lot of quizzes and a lot of tasks. There's going to be a lot of interviews before you want to get into the afterlife. And in the meantime, you're just sort of hanging out in your tomb walking around. So there's mat, mat, which sounds like a Chinese word, actually, right? Mm-hmm. And mat is the goddess and ma. the feather. Mat. <laughs> She's the goddess of balance. She's like um, a Libra. Oh, that's the way, the scale. scale yeah. Lady. She's scale lady. She's also like Demeter, I guess. Okay. Um, 
And she's the one who had the ostrich feather and they would, but it was like her feather. She was the feather. Mm-hmm. So, so they would, she, that's she where they weighs. would weigh your heart. Yeah. Um, and then you, Osi- it's funny because like Osiris would be, he was like one of the main judges because he's like all, he's, he's like not the sun god anymore. He's just like, yo, I'll judge. Um, so when you say that you're sorry for all the sins, yeah. he's there and he's like. Yeah, Osiris is like RuPaul during this whole thing. <laughs> and like. Like, yeah, Mott is like Michelle Visage, or she's the guest judge. Yeah, I feel like the 40, you know, other gods, I feel the 42 assessors of Mott, I feel like they're the guest judges. Guest judges, sure. She's like Michelle, she's like, it's not balanced, Mm -hmm. you're not proportionized. I don't like this. You need to pad more on the bottom, okay? Right, yeah. And then Ross Matthews is Amit, who is the hippopotamus. A uh, leopard, crocodile, creature who eats your heart. <laughs> if you yeah. Fall, you will eat He's it. like, I get hard for the heart. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but this is, I guess, yeah, that's why they would, they would um, put you with so many riches and stuff like that because they really didn't, they didn't care about like riches. Uh, they they only cared about them for the afterlife. They didn't like mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. Work at Osiris. Yes. On the runway. Yeah. Osiris is the most fashionable god because he's wearing just full white pantsuit. But he's guy. green though, which yeah, they he, don't yeah. He's it's kind of half a mummy. Weird. Um It's camp. Yeah. So he's that I mean that's a pretty deep dive into yeah. Egyptian mythology. Anything else we didn't cover? Oh, the cat, why they liked cats so much? Oh, yeah. Oh, they also, they would, sh- they loved cats so much that if you had a cat, if you killed a cat, they would kill you. Oh, um, really? Cats yeah. were, like, sacred. They were sacred. Um, the Basat, mm-hmm. the cat goddess. Oh, right. So, but uh, they were sacred because they, they protected the grain from mice and rats and they, and flies and, <laughs> and, um. They, you could, you would bring them to work with you every day because they would make sure that, that there would be like no rats in the grain. Um, and families, if your household cat died, people would shave their eyebrows off in like to mourn. To mourn the death of their cat. Yeah. To be like the cat. Yeah. So Egyptians loved cats. But yeah. Yeah. As we said way back at the start of the episode. And you talked about how they were an agrarian society and they were all farmers. What's that? See, there's more. Because I know Anne Jones. Nope. Ah, yes. Okay. But uh, he talked about they're an agrarian society and that the fact, yeah, being an agrarian society in the desert explains a lot about the Egyptians that comes from that. Because, like you said, they had no, they didn't have money. They yeah, they just, had gr- money. they just had grain. And my whole, like, theory with that is, like, they got really good at their religion demanded they like embalm the dead and get really good at storing like bodies and preserving them so they were good at salt and like building dry storage chambers and whatever else and probably because of that it was really easy to store grain so you didn't need money if you're all farmers and your main produce is grain you can just store the grain yeah and then you just like barter with the grain yeah everyone what everyone was like they all did it. They, they they all did it. There's like, you wouldn't need. Yeah. And if everybody kind of has the same occupation as farmer, a lot of what you do is kind of just go to the market or your neighbors to like, you know, trade my grain for your vegetables. Yeah. Or whatever. 
And so, like, there was no real demand for money. There were no finished goods. I don't know who was making clothes, but I guess you would just give them grain. Or oh, whatever, you too. could make it out of, um, like, the reeds or whatever. Like the... Like papyrus. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the funeral papyri. That's... But a big part of that is why cats are then so important. Because, like... Cats are like they're. That's the thing that's going to protect your brain. That's your banker. Yeah, is that like you need somebody who's like making sure you don't get mice. You yeah, get mice in the grain. They're eat, literally eating your money. Yeah. So you got a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and so they were like, probably in tandem. Yeah, they got really great at also preserving bodies because they're really good at probably well, preserving grain. That's why. Um, Anubis had the head of a jackal because Anubis, yeah. Yeah. Because he um they, they would see jackals like in the graveyard a lot. Like in the graves, not in the trying to pyramids. eat trying to eat the bodies. Yeah. Or they I mean jackals eat any animal that dies like out in the desert or whatever. Jackals yeah. are like scavengers. But they thought that they were protecting the graves from grave robbers. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah, so like, they were like, no, no. They were like that. He's helping them to the underworld. Yeah, and because they laugh too, right? Isn't that? Don't they laugh? Don't they have like a crazy? Because they they're kind of like hyena. Yeah, wolf-like shriek. Yeah, it's like elephant graveyard, but yeah, different. Yeah, so that's that's kind of it. I think that, that's right? the Egyptians. Right. Yeah, right. No, it doesn't. There's there's lots more to learn. Uh, to which we would just direct you to uh, go to the map because they have a great Egyptian. So good. The Temple of Dendor. The Temple of Dendor. Taken directly from the Valley of Kings. Stone by stone. uh, And eventually transported to New York City. So you can go, you can't walk into it anymore. Yeah, because too many people were getting cursed. Yeah. I don't know if it's that or if it was like COVID restrictions, but... They at least like now you just have to walk around the perimeter. You used to be able yeah. to like go all the way into. Oh it. yeah, I would. My dad would take me to there when I was a kid, and like, so like yesterday, um, and <laughs> we would actually do like rubbings on it, like you you know the paper and like the crayons, mm-hmm. and we would do like the like you could just get up in that on the hieroglyphs. Oh carved f- into yeah, the Temple of Sandor. Get all over Wild. it. Yeah. Um, they also have, like, sarcophagus, sarcophagi that you can look at and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a friend friend of the pod was telling me earlier, she, um, Kitschy, because she's been to Egypt before. She said that she went to, like, a museum there and she saw, uh, she, she said that Egyptians were really into beauty. And so a lot of them, um, they would tell people who made, like, carvings of them or paintings to, like, make them look cuter like the original Facetune, basically. Yeah. And she said there are some in the, like, Egyptian museums that, like, they just were like, yeah, just carve me. I don't care. And they're just kind of, like, fat. <laughs> Wait, what? They're not Facetuned or what? They're, like, not hot because they oh. didn't tell them. They, like, the person, like, carving them, they weren't like, okay, I want, like, higher cheekbones. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, sometimes the artist just carves, like, an accurate... Yeah, and she, but like I've never seen that in like Amer in like America, but they're all like hot. All the like depictions. Oh, of them. all the classical statues that we have. Yeah, yeah, okay, and like sure. the 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 like you know, the likenesses. Um, but apparently in Egypt, yeah, their secret is safe in their homeland. <laughs> um, 
Oh, yeah. And Cleopatra, it's funny, they knew a lot about how she looked based upon coins. Like, that was the most... Because people are, the people are like, it was she hot or not, or was she smart? <laughs> was we she, have to choose was she one. A six or a ten. Exactly. I think it's a very important debate that yeah. we need to have. I was gonna say I saw yeah the Alice Neal exhibit, which is portraiture that's painting, like at the Met right now, is like a bunch of not hot people. So. Oh, of Egypt, it's a really? Thing. It, no, it's not Egyptian. Oh no, I meant Egyptian. No, you think Kitchi, all the statues, if you're going to go to the work to carve a statue, it should be hot. Kitchi was saying all the Egyptians were really vain. And so they would, they specifically, mm-hmm. most of them were like, please make me look hot but all the time. Saw sculptures where people were not. This was in Egypt. So like, this is what I'm saying. Like a couple of them, the ones that no one really cares about, except for like Egyptians in their, like they haven't been shipped to like other museums. They're just in the museums in Egypt. There's no. some like kind of dumpy looking pharaoh carving. It's probably just the style at the time. Or like this. I'm seeing that she told me that and she like learned about it there, okay? I'm just the messenger, don't kill me. I don't get the point. Yeah, some people have like they do touch-ups on their sculptures, some people don't. I'm just saying if you ever get a carving of yourself, make sure to tell them to make you look hot. Yeah, lifelike. They <laughs> just make it realistic. I mean, yeah. Fine, so um, we did, yeah, in our research, we did find cool factoids. We'll just end with the cool factoids okay. or whatever for everybody. So, yeah, the cool factoid we found is that it's estimated that uh, the Egyptians were all super fit. When you see, like, even the pharaoh or, like, sculptures of people or whatever, and, like, they look, like, totally buff, they probably were all very strong and, like, buff because they were all farmers. and were, They were like, hoeing all day. Yeah, their whole life was just manual labor for the yeah. most part. But they ate so many carbs. It's like a wild. Yeah. And they didn't really have, uh, they didn't really do lounging. And no. the, it was actually like the weather oscillates a lot. If you've been to the desert, it gets very cold at night and like super hot during the day. Their houses were mostly like made out of clay. They didn't have central air. So, like, you wouldn't, you just didn't stay inside during the day because you would suffocate. It was probably pretty miserable inside the house. So, you're outside under the awning or whatever. But, yeah, there was a lot of just, like, sweating and you would just burn calories even (laughs) sitting around trying to, like, stay cool. Or then at night trying to stay warm. So, yeah, they estimate that their, their typical daily diet was mostly, it was probably just two meals. Like a breakfast and then once you came in from the fields, there was, like, a huge dinner. And it was 4,000 calories, which yeah. is double the recommended diet for an American, but actually probably about what the average American eats. But yeah. we have a much more sedentary lifestyle. Speak for yourself. But, yeah, I mean, the downside, uh, well, so, like, very fit. You, they were very fit, like, throughout their life. You know, the downside, the reason the mortality rate so high is that, like, if you got a toothache or an infection or broke something that got infected, you would die because they didn't have penicillin. Yeah. And, and, like, their teeth were shit, so you would just, like, probably die of, like, a tooth infection. Yeah, the high, the high the carb high diet. Carbs. But this yeah. is kind of the, as we've, we've talked about in other episodes or whatever, this is the curse of every agrarian society. The curse of the mummy. Yeah, that doesn't really understand how dentistry works. Um, but what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah if, you're dying at, if you're dying at an average age of 40, it's not a big deal. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you look cute. Yeah. Um, any other like day to days? We cover the cats. They did have dogs too. Yeah. Cats it, were just more appreciated because they, you know, kill vermin. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. <sighs> yeah, they did have livestock. Yeah. Oh, they would eat like goose or and duck milk, sometimes. Would hunt like yeah. They had some poultry. They had some fish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not a heavy meat diet. Had fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. yeah. You know, cool. They were not stuff. eating that though. Come on. They they wouldn't go through all the trouble of like making bread if they were like. I feel like they were just putting it in their desserts or like we'll put these, you know. No, I think they appreciated a good a good like crudités plate. They definitely like lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I haven't heard of Egyptian dressing. Probably something with tahini and sesame seeds. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, you got anything you want to have? No, that's Any it. Any parting words? That's it. I guess we didn't talk about gold. Like, they weren't super crazy about res- resource extraction, but they did value gold a lot, which is why you're wearing it and why the pharaohs have a lot of gold in their tombs. But. Well, yeah, but they, like I said, they would just give it to you for your afterlife. Like, yeah. they didn't care about it. In Very living. practical people. Um, yeah. They're just like, all right, we're going to put you with all this stuff. Like, you're, yeah, they're like, I made this for you, <laughs> dead yeah. person. I do feel to be, yeah, to be an ancient Egyptian was probably a very zen sort of existence. Because you were like, knew exactly what you had to do. You were born into it, and you farmed, and you had a very peaceful life. Like yeah. For the vast majority of, like, the duration of Egypt. Oh, yeah. We don't even know. Like, people are like, they're so obsessed with the dead. But it's just because, like, that's the preserved writings that we found. Yeah, all the writings about the dead were in the tombs, which were, right. like, really well preserved. But, but all the other stuff burned, so. Yeah, the other stuff that survived. Sorry about it. The other stuff that survives is also the, yeah, the reason we know there's two scripts, right, is there's a hieroglyphic, like, priest script and then there is the clerical script which was on like the rosetta stone and was used to like inscribed on tablets or whatever papyri the funeral papyri this is an egyptian but by the way like one of the oldest known like documents is an inscription on a tablet and someone complaining about the inferior quality of like the The tablet like the wheat that they got from some merchant yeah that was babylonian yeah, it's Babylonian, but well, somebody's submitting, like, a customer service Yes, complaint. we're going to talk about, the, we're going to do a whole thing on the Babylonians, because okay. they're hilarious. All right, just saying. That, that is some amount of the Egyptian writing that has been found. It's, it's just mundane stuff like that that survived. Yeah. So think about that next time you type into a comment box on the internet. Pretend like you had to chisel it. This could be what people, you know, 5,000 years Pretend from now Pretend like you have to chisel it in stone. And then think if you'd still do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the Roman graffiti. <laughs> like, Babylonia. Yeah, oh, Pompeii, right? Remember we Pompeii. talk about Pompeii yeah. and the, like, okay. intricate inscribed graffiti. We'll also do an episode on Pompeii. All right. Well, we have a lot of things coming yeah. up in the future. Um, what else do we have coming up in the future? Uh, tell them while I set up the speaker to play So we have out. two comedy shows on Friday. <laughs> Two. Secret loft. But they, Two. Are, they are not open to the public. Oh, okay, so never mind. You're not invited. Sorry. Sorry. You <gasps> can buy a ticket to one of our com- comedy shows next Friday. Yes. Um, on the 23rd. And this weekend, this Saturday, we have 
Secret Loft All-Stars, a tech house vaporwave awesome party with aerial performances by me and DJing by him and Quarter, the Pharaoh with the Pharaoh-S. Quarter and, <laughs> and Aki. Aki. And Leslie. Lesgo. Cruise, cruise, and Bollywood power patterns. Power DJ power patterns. So yeah, there's six DJs on that show, and one aerialist. And Hannah is doing our lighting too. And shout out, yeah, Hannah, Secret Loft visualist. And uh, so yeah, maybe we'll see you this Saturday. Buy a ticket for that. It's on the secretloftnyc.com. Share this pod with your friends and give us like a cute review, and you can like request. Thank you.